When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. Hello and welcome home. Yes, you are listening to Doing It at Home. I'm Sarah. We're so thrilled to have you here. Today's episode is Manifesting My Ideal Home Birth with Adriana and Tim Keefe. Thank you again for listening. If you have not done so already, please hit subscribe on whatever podcast player you are using. That way you get notifications every time we drop an episode each week and you will not miss and you will be able to stay up to date with all the home birth goodness. And if you check out the show notes of the episode, you will see links to resources and things that we mention in the episode, along with some sweet deals and offers from our awesome partners that we work with and more information on doing it at home if you want to get involved more, if you want to follow us on social media, check out our book, check out our merch. All of that is there for you. Back to the episode, manifesting my ideal home birth. So you can imagine we're going to talk about visualization and manifestation techniques and space holding with Adriana and her husband, Tim. We get to hear dad's perspective, which we love. So the four of us, myself, Matthew, Adriana, and Tim had a really great time chatting about two home births today. So Adriana, for her first child, gave birth in a hospital and decided to switch routes for babies two and three. So we talk about that. We, of course, get Tim's perspective. And we also talk about how partner can be involved in the birth and particularly in the comfort techniques techniques utilized during labor. Thank you so much to Adriana and Tim for joining us and hanging out. Here is a brief word from our sponsor, and then we'll hear their story. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hey, Adriana and Tim. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. And a, well, and him. It's a pleasure. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yes, this yeah, is so exciting you. when we get dad too. So it's going to be the four of us hanging out for a little bit, talking babies and home birth. To kick us off, just share a little bit about yourselves and your life together. Yeah, sure. Um, so I go by Adriana or Anna. So you might hear him saying Anna a lot. Okay. Um, I'm a life coach with an expertise in human design and manifestation. And we have three kids. My oldest is from a previous relationship. So Brooklyn, who was born in a hospital, and that's Tim's stepdaughter. And then we have Reagan, who is three, and Dean, who just turned one. And it's kind of a crazy household right now, but it's beautiful. I wouldn't have it any other way. And this is Mr. Mr. K, I call him, Tim. So hi, uh, Tim, uh, Mr. K, also here. Um, actually, it's a perfect day to talk to you guys, too, because I started a new job. So it's my first day running uh, a U.S. sales team for a company. So I'm excited mm -hmm. about that. But uh, Anna summed it up nicely. Uh, it's crazy chaos and everything else, but we wouldn't change it. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's really we cool. can relate on many of those fronts. Yes, we so. can. That's awesome. We're and so excited to have you here. Thanks for joining us, Tim, on this on this big first day of yours. Yeah, this, is, this is wonderful. We so we appreciate your time. <laughs> they gave him his schedule and he, they said the start date. And I was like, you can't because we're recording that day. <laughs> oh, so he great. told me, like, I can't I'm at like, 11. Guys, I'm like, any other time, perfect. But uh, I got an hour block that I got to really uh, yeah. set aside. Yeah, oh, that's so. We got to gotta talk about home birth first before the sales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, and Adriana, I just have to put this at the beginning, too. I read some info on you through your podcast that you're a big new girl fan oh new girl and Shit's creek so it's a solid oof, yes we we might have to have a goal here of dropping in as many new girl references as possible <laughs> we, we've watched I the show once or twice I've watched those. They're, they're so good yeah and he it's funny because i watched that ever before meeting tim mm. and then once all my friends know i was obsessed with schmidt and once I started dating him, they're like, do you realize he looks like Schmidt and he kind of acts like Schmidt? And I was like, oh, my God, I married Schmidt. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, that I mean, is the wise choice. Yeah, well, I mean, never seeing the show, I'm like, is this a good thing? Right. right. Thing? I'm like, I don't know what this means for me. No, I think you want to be a Schmidt. When we play many yeah. games around that show, like the Mary canoodle with or kill, you always want to marry oh, Schmidt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. This is amazing. All right. So maybe we can talk about more of that offline. But for the purpose of today, and I guess what our podcast is all about, why don't you share with us a little bit of how and why home birth came into the scene for you? Um, Adriana, you had one child already born in a hospital. And so what made you make that shift? It's funny. I always I joke about my friend, Tina. She pulled a bait and switch on me. <laughs> when, I, when I got pregnant with Reagan, this is when around... My, so my, my second child, this is around the time that I started to become closer friends with this woman named Tina, who I met through my old job. And I knew she had a home birth. They were definitely more holistic, like her husband's a chiropractor, and that just came naturally to them. I never thought anything of it. I was just like, oh, that's cool, and didn't really think of it for me. Um, and then she was like, hey, why don't we go out for breakfast? And I was like, cool, let's go. And I got there. And she's like, so home birth. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and she, she just like, I just want to, it was almost like when 
what are they called when they come to your door and try and sell you on a religion? Yeah. What is that called? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was like, I feel like you're trying to sell this to me right now. And she's like, no, I just want you to understand. And she's like, go watch this. Go watch that. So I was like, okay. Like I left there interested because I just love learning things. But I didn't really think of it as an option for me. Just, I don't know. It just didn't, there wasn't, I didn't feel strongly either way, I guess. Okay. And then we decided, Tim and I decided to watch Why Not Home uh, and then The Business of Being Born. And I was like, okay, now this is really interesting. And that started me down the rabbit hole. And then I found your podcast. And then I just, when I start thinking and learning about something, I just go deep. Mm -hmm. Like I'm down there, like I go real deep. And so that kind of spiraled from there. And I realized um, my my experience with Brooklyn, my oldest in the hospital was not, it wasn't anything traumatizing or awful, but it was me laboring alone while her dad slept on the couch. And I was just alone and I basically crawled my way to the hallway to ask for an epidural mm -hmm. and it was, and then they send you home and then that's that. And I just felt like at the time I didn't know better. So I was like, well, this is what it is, right? And then I'm going up and down stairs and I'm walking around the house taking care of everything. And then it wasn't until later when Tina introduced me to home birth that I realized that that should not be our norm. And that's not the norm for most like Eastern countries. Mm. And I guess I decided to give my, my body and myself in the process more respect than that. Wow. Bold move, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have to She's say. She's one of my greatest friends today. That's amazing. And then, oh, it got better. She invited us over for dinner and they put up on the screen their home birth videos and um, oh, pictures. Wow. <laughs> wow. Were, were you pregnant when all this great. all this home birth conversation and these things were happening with Tina? Were you already pregnant? What did you say? Oh yeah, I was pregnant with Reagan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's wow, coming to dinner and like, hey, can you pass the mashed potatoes? <laughs> Is that you crowning? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Delicious chicken. Thank you guys. Yeah, it was lasagna. I remember. Yeah. It was great. Okay. <laughs> so Tim, where where were you at with all of this? Um, Adriana coming home from that breakfast and then kind of diving deep into the 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 research or whatever you were doing and watching the documentaries. How how were you feeling throughout that? Um, obviously at first, like to me, it was, well, you have a baby in a hospital. Yeah. That was the, the norm. Like, why wouldn't we do that? Um, my sister is an ICU nurse, so I'm used to kind of more of that medical environment. I'm a scientist way long time ago, and I work with pharmaceutical and biotech companies. So for me, I've always been very science focused. This is what we should do. What if something goes wrong? Yeah. Um, so Anna came home and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. And I didn't really put two and two together or really, you know, give it much thought because I didn't think it would go anywhere. And then it just slowly but surely started creeping in creeping more into our lives. and kind of Anna <laughs> dropping hints and kind of speaking to it. And the more, again, research that we did, the more we just exposed ourselves to another side of things it made it a lot easier to i think understand process and eventually accept and i mean honestly you know we had two kids i wasn't there for brooklyn so i've only known home births so it's not like i can turn around and say oh the differences are here here and here but i mean just having babies at home and having that experience it's it's wonderful so i'm so glad that anna slowly planted some seeds and knew how to kind of convert me over here. he was hesitant at first for sure yeah, yeah. What other research did you all do besides the two documentaries you mentioned, listening to podcasts? Were there any other um, influential things that you watched, read, or listened to? 
I went into my next OB appointment with, I've always had a midwife in the hospital. I've never had an OB deliver. Um, And so, and I was very fortunate to actually get my midwife the day that Brooklyn was born. But I went there and I, and I asked her about home births and I was like, can you birth at home or can you only midwife in the hospital? And she said, I can't, I wish I could because, and then she gave me some reasons and I was like, oh, and then she said the woman that trained her who had recently left there and started her own midwifery practice. And so she referred me to her and we ended up having her, her name was Marianne. We ended up having her over for dinner and she talked to us about everything. And, um, I think she gave us some more information, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I think it just kind of sealed the deal, knowing that my own hospital midwife was very much like, you should do it, you know? And Mm -hmm. she was like telling me all the pros and handing me this resource. I think that was really powerful. Mm. And did you have any sort of fears or hesitations? And if you did, how did you work through those for both of you, either separately or collectively? At first, it's funny. I think I was... um, more fearful the second home birth than I was the first because the first I was ignorant to it. Okay. I don't know if you're going through this right now, but um, I did labor a lot at home with my very first child um, because her grandmother, so my ex's mother was actually a midwife and she tried to, I should have said that she tried to get me to have a a home birth with with Brooklyn. And I was like, no, like I was also young. I was 25 and I didn't know what it would be like or if I, if I could have a healthy, normal delivery. Um, And so (laughs) I think because I got the epidural with Brooklyn, I was like, well, I labored a lot on my own. Like, I I can do this. I'm fine. Um, Whereas when I got pregnant with my third, I I understood the intensity and uh, what it really felt like to give birth naturally. And so I was more scared the second home birth than I was with the first. Mm. But none of our family was on board. None of them, except for my sister. My sister came for the birth. but the rest, like his sister being an ICU nurse, she was like, please don't do that. Yeah. My mm. family was like, you're putting the baby at risk, like all of that. So how did you all navigate those conversations with your families? I think they both know us well enough that <laughs> we set our mind to it. So it wasn't really, <laughs> it wasn't a debate. It was more, of, we're doing this. You'll get a text when a baby arrives. It's not going to yeah. be, and it's not going to be also, oh, Anna's in labor you know, and then two days silence and then them wondering what if. Um, I mean, their second birth with Dean, um, we actually had to call some people to take care of Reagan because we didn't have coverage. Um, the but, one day that he yeah, decided it was literally to come the was one the day, day we had that, no one. <laughs> yeah, so we were scrambling a little bit. But generally, you know, they knew, hey, we're doing this. This is what we're going in into. And I think once, you know, once I came around on it, I don't think I had too many fears. I mean, we lived relatively close to hospitals. We had a plan in case, you know, anything went wrong. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess I'd never really let it creep in. I just didn't want to think about it. So I was like, everything's going to yeah. be fine. We'll be okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think our family definitely knew that, uh, we were going ahead with it. It wasn't a debate. You all sound like, um, uh, you were a tight unit in this home birth research process and in just the, the, the whole, um, experience. Is that how you experienced it as well? Or did you all together have anything that came up around the home birth conversation? I think. I think it was a pretty tight unit, like you were saying. I mean, I I think um, he was very like we'd get in the car anywhere we were driving, like his parents' house are over an hour away. So I'd be like, okay, we're putting it on home, we're putting the doing it at home podcast on. We're gonna listen to a birth story, and he'd be like, cool, let's do it. And that that was just the norm for us, um, and that made me feel more comfortable. He was very hands on, like he went to 
a birthing class with me. And he, he says, when I was asking him, what's the lesson you would take that you want to share in the podcast today? And he was like, men exercise your hands. He's uh, like practice yeah. massaging. Pop on Peloton for an extra 15, get your cardio up because uh, you'll be doing a lot of massaging and rubbing yeah. and holding. So uh, yeah, but I mean, no, he was good. And I think, yeah, we just handled it as a group. And honestly, I, I deferred a lot to Anna, you know, from from my perspective, a uh, hell of a lot easier for me to welcome a child into this world than her. So, <laughs> um, you know, I kind of was like, what do you need? How do you want to work this? So I think, yeah. you know, going into that with kind of making myself open to her suggestions and thoughts are really what, you know, made it so I think relatively easy and, and, and beneficial for us. Mm. That's great. And Adriana, you did some manifestation work and visualization for your birth. I'd love for you to share. I know you did it for both your home births, but I'd love for you to share on the upfront before we get into the birthing details themselves, just what that process was like for you, because I know there's women listening right now who would love to incorporate that into their pregnancies mm -hmm. and as they look to their birth. So could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I was very fortunate to understand the power of visualization and your thoughts this the second go around of my pregnancy. So I spent a lot, I think it was at least every day um, in the morning or when I went to bed and I would just envision, this is when I'm pregnant with my second, the the beautiful day uh, that she'd be born on and it would ha I would start to labor in the morning and it wouldn't be too fast, but it wouldn't be too long. Like I literally was telling, so whatever you choose to believe in universe, God, mm -hmm. source, it it's all a collective, whatever you choose to believe in. And so I would be telling the universe, I would love like a, a nice steady ramp up and maybe like six to eight hours, you know, not too long, not too short. And um, I envisioned myself giving birth in the tub, but I also let go of that at the same time. So I feel like that was an important piece is like, you can ask for what you want, but also let go of the results and just know that whatever is going to happen is for your highest good. And so each day I just envisioned that um, and not, I would going to say like a nice, easy labor. It's not easy, but straightforward, I should say. And then it, it ended up happening exactly as I expected, um, on the weekend. Cause I also did envision a weekend day and it was a Saturday and I woke up 5am with feeling like I was having contractions. But at that point I had been feeling stuff for like two weeks. So I was like, is this really, or isn't it? And Tim was sleeping beside me and I was like, I'm just going to let it go for a little. Went to the bathroom, saw mucus plug and all that. And I was like, oh, this is really happening. So I was just like crawled back into bed. It was like six at this point. And long story short, she ended up, it was a nice steady ramp up. And she ended up coming about six hours later and in the tub. And it was a beautiful day, like 70 degrees out. Um, and everything I asked for happened. So it was really, really crazy because at the point, at that point, obviously I understand my manifestation. I believe in it, but when it happens still like to a T you're just mind blown. Mm. So with Dean, my third pregnancy, I was like, I got this piece of cake. This is fine <laughs> to not, to not happen that way. Um, I was trying to envision very similar process. And of course, on a day where we had help, like how we were saying he was born on a Tuesday and that was the one day that the only help we had was over an hour away. And I worked hard at trying to visualize that process. But that being said, I was also going through a lot with how I was saying how scared I was this time around. Um, There's a lot of anxiety around my work and there was a lot of changes in the household and in work and whatnot. And so I was stressed. Um, 
stress in, in a, not so much a bad way. It was like healthy stress, mm-hmm. except for the whole anxiety around the birth. And my midwife did a lot of great work with me on that anxiety. And um, I also have a, a traumatic child abuse history with sexual abuse. And so some of that was coming up because I was in therapy for EMDR and, and other therapies. And so there was just a lot happening and none of my visualization came through. And so after I had to process, like, where did that go wrong? And I think a lot of it was, I was trying to force it instead of letting things happen. He was actually born seven minutes from the day that I was trying to manifest. And it, and this is all also a little tidbit. I, I know exactly when he was conceived and I knew that it was a boy because I, um, the next morning after, you know, do doing the thing, I was meditating and I, I saw a baby in a womb and I saw blue and I texted my best friend and I was like, look, I just saw this. And she knew we were trying to conceive. She also was pregnant. And, um, I still have the screenshot of the text. And so that was, that was really cool that I was able to understand that. And his spirit was with me before Mm -hmm. I even knew it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, towards the end, I think I was just a ball of stress and anxiety around the birth and it threw off that whole manifestation process. So there was a lot of work I had to do there. I appreciate you sharing that on, on many different fronts from the way you can set the intention and create that time, especially during pregnancy, creating time for that. I think just in and of itself, create space for you to prepare mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then the piece that you mentioned of the letting go, that you got the opportunity to do that as well. And so there's there's connecting with the process, there's connecting with yourself and baby, and there's also how things might unfold for a number of reasons, maybe what it's going to be. Yeah. And so then how are you going to be with that? Uh, so I, I love you sharing all of that. Um, Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we can get into the details of both births. Let's do it. Okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, guys. So we've gotten a little bit of a preview of the burst with you sharing some of what you were intending and manifesting and then how some of it transpired. Why don't you take us through some of the main details of Reagan's birth and how you kind of experienced it? Yeah, Reagan's birth was like easy peasy compared to Dean's. So um, I think one of my favorite stories from her her birth was when I just when I realized that I was actually in labor and I turned over to Tim and he was still sleeping and I poked him and I was like, we're having a baby today. And I thought he'd like jump up. Right. And he was like, ah, stretching. He's like, cool. And then he just like rested there for a minute. I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I was told to keep everything calm. Okay? Yeah, right. So I kept it calm. <laughs> you kept me calm. You kept me calm. Yeah. Um, and my older daughter, who was four at the time, she wanted to be there. So um, her dad dropped her off and she was with us most of the time. My older sister came as well to to be with her. Um, I remember we were, we went for a walk around the block and it helped like progress the contractions. And then I came back and I had some of my leftover baked mac and cheese. I remember that was delicious at that point. That was great. And my my daughter was so sweet. She would like try and help me and hold my hand through it. And she was like, you're so great, mom. But then, of course, as soon as delivery time came, she was like, I'm out. This is, this is not what I'm here for. Got it. And it's Got funny it. because I'm. I'm such a, a quiet person when I'm in discomfort. Um, and so like throughout labor, that it, it happened with both my home births. They never knew how far along I was because I was so quiet and I could talk and hold a conversation. And so when the midwife went to check me, just like, I don't even know, like a, a couple, not even a couple hours after they got there, she was like, oh, okay, you're already like seven centimeters and my water hadn't broke yet or anything. So I just kept on laboring and then I think she ended up accidentally breaking my water when she checked me mm-hmm. again I think um and then they had me get in the tub and this I I was a little uncomfortable with the pushing phase because I wasn't having that natural reflex like with Brooklyn I was also had an epidural but she was just kind of coming out mm-hmm. and I was like oh guys and they're like oh okay and ran over with Reagan I was pushing and it didn't feel natural to me so that was really hard I also wouldn't recommend if you're laying in a tub trying to push that way because there was like no footing and I couldn't, Mm -hmm. it was just Mm -hmm. difficult. It wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, So I wish they had had me switch positions, but I think at that time they were just kind of like, all right, she's already coming out. Let's get that baby out. And, and then she came out around like 2 PM or something along those lines, popped right out, put her on me. And I remember we were just like, actually we have it on video. We're like, Oh, so sweet and like a few seconds went by we're like wait is it a boy or a girl like what is it we found out it was a girl um so yeah i mean like i feel like i get into so many details but it would go on forever for reagan's birth it was nice though but the the midwives like cleaned up they got us dinner ready so did my sister and we were in bed we were just laying in bed and we decided to video call the family we're like hey what's up and all of a sudden there's just like a baby on me and there's his sister's like crying all the tears and it was great. Yeah. Tim, what was some of your experience of that? Um, yeah, I think, again, the way Anna put it is is similar mm-hmm. for me. I mean, it's obviously her being quiet and trying to figure out. And I think, you know, I was on my tiptoes trying to be like, do you need this? Do you want this? How about this? How, like, do you want me to rub you here or hold you here or do this? And so um, I'm really grateful for the, the two midwives who are here because I think they were really good at giving direction without stepping in. So I was able to be a lot of, you know, huge support for Anna and and really help her out, but also know what the hell I was doing versus just like, Mm -hmm. here's a shoulder rub. You like that? Does that feel good? Mm -hmm. And she's like, get your hands off of me. So um, no, it was beautiful and it was wonderful. And I think, you know, just kind of playing off of both Anna and their direction was, was huge to kind of be as much of a support as I could. Um, Yeah. I love this story too, where, you know, we didn't find out either with Dean or with Reagan, their sex. So we just, um, you know, we're pleasantly surprised the baby showed up, uh, got dropped on Anna's chest and then we're both Mm -hmm. like, the hell is it? And then, you know, obviously (laughs) that it was Reagan. So it was great. But I mean, 
honestly, it was, it was a phenomenal experience. And I think, you know, just being able to curl up in bed afterwards, have people take care of you and not have my to, dogs come right and lay with oh, yeah. us and check out the baby. That and like, great. you know, and again, too, I forget what, you know, documentary we watched, but it was the one where it was like, oh, here's your, here's me with my little baby sister and she's seven minutes old. And the teacher's like, no, yeah. she's seven hours old. And it's like, no, no, no. She was born at home. She's seven minutes old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Brooklyn was almost immediately able to meet her sister. Like it was just a very yeah. cool experience. And I think, you know, just being able to have that natural experience and, you know, letting your body do what it, it's supposed to do, having a baby show up when it's, you know, deciding to show up and kind of not taking a more, you know, sterile approach to it, but just letting it happen naturally was, you know, what I so appreciated about both Reagan and Dean's birth. Mm. It's great to hear you describe that experience and and share those moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love hearing the partner's perspective. Yeah, he he didn't end up um, catching her because he was behind me with my shoulders. Mm -hmm. But with Dean, he was able to be there and catch the baby. And so I think that was a really cool experience. Mm. Ooh, I want to hear about that. Walk yeah. us through that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Dean's <laughs> Dean, I felt like I had been in labor for like two weeks. And really? So I, I was actually in a therapy session and in, in an EMDR therapy session. It was like 1.30 in the afternoon. And I started feeling it again, but I was like, whatever. And um, didn't think much of it. And then when my session ended, I went down and I told him, I was like, they're just feeling kind of consistent. I don't know what to make of it. I was three days past my due date. All of my kids came 40 and one, 40 and two, and then 40 and three. <laughs> and then he's like, well, what if it is? You know, my parents are over an hour away. I was like, it's fine. Don't bother them. And like every 20 minutes, I was like, but what if it is? And eventually he's like, all right, can you stop now? We're just going to call my parents and have them come. And if it's a false alarm, it's a false alarm. Um. So then they came down and it was dinner time by then. So we... <laughs> This is a, we we're, were so <laughs> catering to them. We ordered pizza because the kids were there too. So I was it Brooklyn and it was Brooklyn and Brooklyn Reagan. and Reagan. Yeah. yeah. So both um my stepdaughter and my daughter were there. And so I was like, guys, come down. You guys can do lunch and then just, you know, please take them back overnight and everything else. So, you know, pizza's there. And Anna, of course, being silent, I just see her like on the couch, like holding on to it. Like <laughs> I was know, on the I, ball holding yeah. on to the couch while they're all eating pizza. Right. Dad cracks open a yeah, beer. <laughs> my dad, my dad's like, we got beer. I'm like, uh, I'm like, sorry, dad, I didn't plan it ahead. So he has a beer. <laughs> he's eating his pizza then my mom's trying to get the kids together he sits down opens another beer i'm like dad i'm like get the hell out of the house i'm like you gotta i'm like we're having a kid here like it's not we're not having a sunday party so he's like all right fine fine i'll, I'll leave it he's like i'll put it in the fridge for you i'm like thanks dad. <laughs> so kind so kind so um but no it was again it was the one day that we didn't have a plan and mm-hmm. so it just kind of worked out that way but a cool thing is the night before Dean arrived, I woke up randomly at like 1130. I think it was 1132 that I woke up at. And I just remember having this weird feeling of like a baby coming. So, um, you know, that was just very odd. And then that's really when things heated up the next day. So it was like one of those weird premonitions with yeah. Dean <clears throat> that I thought was so cool is just being like, I think 1132 is going to have some significance. So. And that's when I started delivering was like 1132 the yeah. next day. In the yeah, morning it was or, weird. The, or the night? <laughs> At night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So the mid- the midwives ended up getting here probably around like 830. And the same thing happened that happened the first time where I was on the phone with the midwife and handed it back to Tim. And she's like, I don't think she's far enough along yet. Like she's she's told in a conversation with me, whatever. And then all of a sudden I'd hit a contraction. She'd hear me in the background. And then she was like, all right, I'll, I'm yeah, coming. coming. I'll come. I'll come. <laughs> and um, 
this was a different midwife and they didn't do any like cervical checks or anything, which I was fine with. Um, of course, there's that piece of me that wanted to know. But if, you know, I was also like, let's just let my body do whatever it does. Um, so I got in the shower, but right as they were arriving, it was storming out. It was pouring out, right? I got in the shower thinking maybe that'll help. It didn't really do much for me. So I ended up getting out after a little while. Um, and then I was stuck in back-to-back intense, maybe 90-second contractions for about three hours. Um, it ended up being when he came out, his his arm was like over his face. So they think my uterus was like trying to push it at and maneuver it out of the way. But same thing, like my water didn't break. Oh my gosh, the funniest. We were spooning in bed and he was trying to like massage me. And I was so done. I was like very close to tapping out and saying, I want to go to the hospital because I've just, I've never experienced such back-to-back intense contractions and I was exhausted. And, you know, my midwife was like, you know, visualize your water breaking, tell your body you're ready. So I kept doing that. I kept doing that. Finally, it broke as we were laying there in bed. And I went, oh, my water. And Tim jumps up and I'm like, where the fuck is he going? And I really, he thought I was asking for she my water thirsty. bottle. <laughs> the man was just trying to get Run. you some water. <laughs> so he runs out and he comes back with like the water bottle. And I'm like, no. And then I just had this instant get up. And so I jump out of bed. And as soon as I stand, I'm starting to deliver. Mm. Like, it just hit me that fetal ejection reflex was happening. It was such a weird experience. Um, But it it was like, finally, this intensity is over. And that's when they were like, look at the clock. Because the midwives knew about Tim's little late night waking. And they're like, it's 1132. And and, uh, he ended up being born at 1153 Mm -hmm. into Tim's hands, which was a really great experience. And so he was like, it's a boy. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> and then they put him on me and he pooped all over me. He didn't make a sound. He No, he made one sound. He made, he went bah. And then that was it. He, and he's still to this day the most calm, cool, collected baby. Uh, the midwives wow. kept checking him. They're like, "Is he okay? Is he okay?" He's yeah, they're okay. whispering. They're like, Shh. "Yeah." I'm like, "I think he's okay." Mm-hmm. And and the cord was wrapped around his neck too. And I I heard them whisper it, but I didn't panic because I knew that they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so um, I also heard them counting how long his head was out. But again, I didn't panic because I knew that they knew what they were doing. And I feel like I feel like anyone who maybe didn't have a home birth before might be like, oh, my God, why are they counting how long he's out? Oh, my God, his his cord is wrapped. But I just I just trusted in my body and trusted in the process and knew that it was going to be okay. And so, yeah, it was exhausting. Mm -hmm. But he's the the coolest baby like so chill exactly how he was from when he came out that's who he is i just wow. really love that personally as a mom it was exhausting but he's the coolest <laughs> baby you know like, it was totally worth it yeah. so cool. i've lost my wife to dean that's for oh, yeah that's for damn sure yeah. it was what it was before with the kids our relationships first babe like we got to focus on us first it's us against them it's against the world <laughs> me we're a team and then she's just like i love him so much and i'm like all right i'll see i'll sleep on the couch tonight you and him can have the bed. like it's just, yep. yeah so be careful if she's having a baby you might be a, a boy you might be yeah. out of the equation you're, you're quickly backseat for sure well everybody will will know when that day comes yeah uh, tim describe for us what, what was it like catching That's what I wanted your to son too. yeah what was that moment like for you uh it was i think just really really cool it wasn't like, cause again, they're kind of like, they can be slippery. They can be this. And so 
Um, I was just, I was ready. It was just one of those situations. I mean, they, they were like pretty much guiding my hand. So it wasn't like I had backup. It wasn't like I was there alone hoping for the best, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. And I think it's just such a cool experience to just, again, like it's just, you go from no baby that you can see to all of a sudden, like, holy shit, you have a baby. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. And it's wonderful. And to be, again, I mean, you know, I get to have fun at the beginning of this pregnancy. And then, you know, at the end of it, it's pretty much like, I'm just there to help support. So anything that you can do to really be part of it is, um, you know, the best part. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. It was a wonderful experience. I wanted to with Reagan too. It just didn't work out. So I was glad that I got, you know, the opportunity this time around. Wow. And and what was it like when Brooklyn and Reagan met Dean? What was that moment like? Oh, they were so sweet. We were concerned with Reagan because that now that kid's the opposite. She's been a struggle since the moment she was born. She wouldn't let anyone touch her but me for like the first year of her life. She's still very much like, I don't know. I don't know. She's she's a tough cookie. So we were like, oh no, is she gonna really hate the baby? And we really tried to prep her. Um Brooklyn is just a natural big sister. She wants to mom all the time. So she was obsessed with both babies. Um, But with Reagan this time around, we were so nervous and she comes in and she's just like, Oh baby. And she has only asked for him to go back. I think once. So it's been uh, and my midwife kept saying, they surprise you. They surprise you. And honestly, she has been perfect with him. She's such a doll with him. She really adores him. Would, Would it be different if it was a girl? Maybe, but she does really great with them. Yeah, it's been it's been great to see. And I mean, even the other day, she's like, can I hold baby Dean? Or Deanie Ween is what we call him. So I'm like, she's like, can I hold Deanie Weenie? And I'm like, okay. And then we put him on her and I'm like, Christ, they're the same size. My God, (laughs) he's he's a big boy. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, they 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 love him. And Brooklyn, if I if Anna's not around, I got a backup mom. No problem with Brooklyn. So we're we're good to go there. That's wonderful. I'm wondering what Tina thinks of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> she has been such a great support this whole this whole journey. Um, I sh- I can't wait for her to listen to this. I told her we were doing this, and she's like, "No way!" <laughs> I should yeah. tell her that she needs to reach out too. Yeah, we we should like insert her sound clip to this of her yeah. experience about breakfast, <laughs> and then watching everything transpire after. Like, I knew it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's so mm-hmm. great. Did did your two home birth experiences have any impact on how your families view home birth? You know, I actually haven't asked them. Uh, no, I I don't think we've ever asked them. I think they were just kind of again, kind of went along <laughs> with it. But um, I mean, I think currently, I don't think anyone's close to or wanting to get pregnant. So I don't know if we've inspired anyone for for future babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it definitely mm-hmm. opens up people's eyes. And I think, you know, I think one of the, the other things too, is I was um, like, during my whole work experience, I was kind of like, all right, the baby's going to come soon. I don't know what's going on. And the first question is, well, what hospital, where are you going? And especially for um, a couple of my reports who lived in the area, they're like, well, where are you going? What are you doing? My wife works here. Da, 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 da. It's like, we're doing a home birth. And you would expect immediately them being like, oh my God. But it was amazing how many people were like, oh yeah, we've heard a lot of that. And, you know, physicians mm-hmm. who live next to us did home birth. So mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot more that's kind of, you know, it's not as, uh, I guess, uh, out of the box, yeah, anymore. out of the box, like it, it's a little bit not mainstream, but I definitely think there's much more awareness to it. Mm. Um, and so, you know, sharing this story, hopefully, you know, continues that awareness. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what uh, Anna's sisters uh, come, <laughs> come to and if they if they ever want to have a, a baby at home. 
I'm wondering any final wrap up thoughts or tips or suggestions for parents planning for home birth. Um, We've particularly gotten some great feedback recently around having the partner's perspective in a lot of our birth stories and then having Matthew here as a space holder for the conversation. So anything along that lines would be great too, because I know it's it's so important. One One of the beautiful things about home birth is it can very much be as family-centered and team approach as you want it to be. So I was just wondering if there was anything else on top of what you shared that you'd love to put out there for families. Um, I think something that helped, actually, I don't even know how much we used it, was uh, I gave Tim these printouts of the positions that I wanted us to, to go through. So he literally had like a whole booklet of what we could do when I was feeling uncomfortable. Did we even use that? We didn't use the booklet. We had we had a whole for Dean. We had a whole little birth room, so that was like that we, we had didn't pictures, touch. Like <laughs> they were like a little reminder cliff notes on the wall for me to mm-hmm. be like this position and this position. We never made it in here, but um, we did a lot of practicing. What was the the rebosa? Is that what the rebosa? Yeah. We bought it. Oh, that helped so much with Reagan's birth that. We got an actual Rebosa for Dean's and we used it all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really having Tim and myself relearn, <clears throat> excuse me, all these techniques and whatnot ahead of time so that he can just like when it's game time, he he knows what he can offer me. And he knows that don't give me multiple options. Just say, let's try this. Right. And like, that's what uh, everyone says, right? It was but a it's yes so or true. no kind of situation where I'm like, <laughs> do you want to try this? No, this is good. Mm-hmm. You want me to keep doing this? Yes. Is mm. this intensity good? Yes. Yeah. And so I think as long as you're doing that and checking in, it's a lot of communication, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I forget what positions we ended up doing, but you know, I like, that's why I say like, work on your hand strength and like fatigue because I was there mm-hmm. and the midwives are like, do you want some assistance? I'm like, I got it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, but again, like just, you know, learning those things and being able to offer them because I do think there was a few that you were like, Oh my God, this helps so much during this contraction or this really helped mm-hmm. here. So I think those are the best ones. Um, honestly, and yeah. you know, I think I learned from the first one too, like what's said during birth is what's said during birth and like not, <laughs> not to get offended or upset or anything else, but just kind of go with it. Um, and it was great during both of them. So I don't really have a funny story to, you know, uh, put in here to, to say like she turned on me, but, uh, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta just be ready to get ready to go and just be there to support mm-hmm. is, is really, that's, that's your main goal. Yeah. Affirmations helped me a ton. I had, um, these little card affirmations that we had this whole room set up with a tub and everything. Didn't even touch it. Um, they didn't really love the idea of me being in a tub because I hemorrhaged with Reagan. Um, so they didn't really want me to be in there so they could figure out how much blood I would, was going to lose mm-hmm. if it happened again. But um, we they ended up moving the affirmation cards into the bedroom, which is where I, I pretty much did everything. And they were so helpful. I know people say that they're like overrated, but honestly, like to look up and to see something that says like your body is literally made to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, yeah. I can do this. This is fine. So I found that really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, going back to your point, I think it, I want to bring it back up again, because you said that you were offering positions rather than just saying, what would you like? Like you were asking yes or no questions. And I think that's, that's, it's great to um, distinguish between the two of those things because it is easy for a partner to say, what can I get you? Yeah. What do you want? You know, this and this or this. Yeah. Like, and that's, and you know, asking just a, kind of an open-ended question, what position works for mm-hmm. you is so different than saying, would you like this position? Right. Oh yeah. Would you like right. me to massage you there? And so I, I appreciate 
um, that detail in what you had to share because it, it you know it has me thinking about okay in a couple of weeks when mm-hmm. you know when this baby is coming um, how I I offer my support to Sarah you know it's so different by by saying can I you know, massage you here would you like me to apply mm-hmm. pressure there versus what do you need yeah. 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 A they, lot of the time he'd ask and I'd be like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'd either swat him away or I'd lean yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, and it was all about like not making her think about anything else. Mm-hmm. It was not like, oh, go back and remember those 10 positions. Which one did you like? And which one do you want me to do? Like it was just very much yeah. like, I think this, try it. Nope. Okay. Let's go back to this kind of thing. And yeah. really just, you know, helping out a, a, as much as possible. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause in as a non laboring, human i have trouble with that so then yeah. yes. like where do you want to go eat oh god the worst question you could ever ask um yeah so before we wrap up here adriana i would love for you to share how people can connect with you and find you because you have a podcast you have great resources so just share that with us and i'll be i'll be sure to include those links thank you i appreciate that yeah i'm i'm mostly on instagram i love to connect there and that's audrey a-d-r-i keith um, my website is adrianakeefe.com and then my podcast, Women Who Want More, um, which I'm just realizing you should probably be a guest on there and <laughs> introducing sister. home birth. I mean, I've talked about home birth, but, you know, having like the pro on, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Awesome. Great. So I'll include all of that there. I appreciate you both so much. You, you're amazing. I'm so excited for you and your, your family and everything that you've created. Tim, Best wishes with the job as you embark on a new journey. And uh, just thank you so much for adding your story to to our collection here. It's really, really magical. Thank you both. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thanks. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>